Hello and welcome to Tablet of My Heart Podcast. This is Beth Jones, your hostess at www.bethjones.net and I am so glad that you're joining me today. Today's show is called Your Flight Leaves in 5 Minutes and it's based on how fast our lives go and it was inspired by two important events in my life this past week. One event is that our youngest daughter Leah's 16th birthday was this past week and another was the sudden death of raising my dear friend Mike Fools. He's also known as kicker fools or debt kicker on youtube has a very had a very large following there mike was battling for stage four cancer but he fought it until the very end we were believing for a miracle but things didn't look good lately for mike and yet nobody is ever prepared when they hear about the death of someone they love now as christians we believe in jesus who heals the sick and sets the captives free but death is a part of life and sometimes for reasons we don't understand God doesn't heal someone both our youngest daughter Leah growing up in a way that seemed so fast and Mike's sudden death had made a big emotional impact on me this week and I wanted to share about this and also some practical tips for making the most of our lives we're going to talk about that in just a few minutes while you're online be sure to visit my website at www.bethjones.net there you'll find my articles my blogs and podcasts and they will encourage you in your daily walk with God by tapping into the power of prayer discovering your life purpose and pursuing your passion you can sign up for my free bi-monthly easing at the top of the page on the right hand side and when you sign up you'll receive a free special report that I've made for you being who you are created to be you can also subscribe to my blogs and podcasts by RSS well, let's go ahead and get started and I just want to pray and dedicate this time to God Lord, I just come to you in the name of Jesus, and I ask for your anointing upon me. I ask, God, that you would put your word in my mouth. God, we just ask for your presence here with us. Lord, we just give you thanks, we give you praise, and we worship you because you are so worthy. God, I pray that you would speak to our hearts the words that we need to hear, and I ask this, God, and that you would bless every listener right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, several several years ago, I was working full-time as a flight attendant in Orlando, Florida for a company that had smaller jets servicing a major airline. There is a time frame allowed for passengers to board the flight, and at a certain point, I had to shut the plane door so we could get ready for takeoff. Imagine that you, as a passenger on this plane I was working on, are running late and you're 10 or more gates away from your departure gate when you hear over the intercom, your flight leaves in five minutes. What would you do? Would you stroll casually and slowly down the airport, stopping for a Starbucks latte or a jelly-filled Danish? Would you go to the bathroom to fix your hair and put on some red lipstick? Would you take pictures of you and your family goofing off together? Would you go and buy a book at the newsstand? Or would you run like mad out of breath to get to your plane on time and ultimately get to your place of destination? In life too, we need to remember your flight leaves in five minutes. Now that doesn't mean we need to always rush through life, running, staying busy, things chaotic and hectic. What it does mean is that we don't have time to waste. We need to be about God the Father's business, just as Jesus told Joseph and his mother Mary what he was doing when they lost him, found him back at the temple 
talking to the religious leaders about God and the scriptures, and that's found in Luke 2.49. One of the things that we face as we grow old is the power of regret. Regret over what we've done and also what we've not done. Regret over the things that we have said and over the things we have not said. The definition of regret, according to the online dictionary, is to feel sorry, disappointed, or distressed about, to remember with a feeling of loss or sorrow, to mourn, and as a noun, it's a sense of loss, a longing for someone or something gone. It's a feeling of disappointment or distress about something that you wish could be different. Are you distressed about your life? Do you feel sorrow over it? Do you feel a sense of loss? Do you wish that things have been different? Well, I sure do. As I talk about in my book on prayer, Walking with God, and that's here at my website under the heading, My Products for Sale, I have a lifetime of regrets. I did a lot of stupid, foolish things when I was younger. I was rebellious and disobedient to God, and I've had to live with the devastating consequences of those choices in my life. I thank God that He forgives us when we sin and He wipes our sins away, all of them, past, present, and future. But there are some things you can never take back. As our daughter Leah's 16th birthday approaches, or has, as it pr- approached this past week, I regret the years of strife that Ray and I have had after we got married from the dumbest things arguments over money, parenting differences, the messes in the house, what restaurant to eat at, just silly things, and s- instead of creating sweet memories for our kids, they've got memories of me and Ray arguing sometimes. We now have a better, healthier marriage. I do hope that we are more mature now, but that pain is in my heart from how it's affected our kids. I do thank God that His mercies are new every morning. We are not promised tomorrow, though. We never know when we'll step into eternity, like our friend Mike did this past week. So while we're living, we need to really live, to really love, to live a life that is live well, live fully, live with God's love and forgiveness. I am so thankful for Leah's birth and life. Our children, our three beautiful daughters, are precious gifts from God. And when I look at them, my heart fills with love at God's goodness to me. I'm also so thankful for the gift of motherhood because it is such a blessing. At each stage of our youngest daughter Leah's life, from her infancy when she would look at me with those big blue eyes and smile, to now when she's a teen with an iPod in her ear playing a game on the computer, I have been so thankful to God for her. She is a beautiful, spiritually gifted, intelligent, funny young woman who has so much to offer to the world. It seems like just yesterday when Leah was a little girl, holding her soft white blanket, sucking her thumb, and twirling her blonde hair sitting in my lap. seems like yesterday when she'd sit in my lap and we'd read stories of the three bears, the ugly ducking, the pokey puppy. Now she has her learner's driver's permit and she's driving. How can this be? Where did the years go? What about you? What if your plane was leaving in five minutes? What if you knew that in five minutes you would be gone? That your life would be passed? What would you do? What would you say? How would you have lived your life differently? Now I don't want you under any condemnation or feeling of judgment because I'm challenging myself with these questions as well. What can we do for God today? 
What new choices can we make right now to have a better, happier, more productive, more successful, more spiritually fruitful life? How can we make a difference in our lives and others' lives right now? Are we just moseying along in this life thinking we've got all the time in the world to do whatever we want? Like someone casually strolling down the airport when their plane is about to take off, when departure is at hand. Are we wasting time, wasting our lives, wasting our gifts, when we could be doing what God has called us to do and to be? Are we using our spiritual gifts for God, our talents, our skills? Are we sitting vegging out on the couch watching Dancing with the Stars, House, The Bachelorette, American Idol, or sitting at our computer screen surfing the net for hours, tweeting, playing Farmville, or looking at friends' pictures on Facebook? Please understand, there's nothing wrong with TV, with watching Dancing with the Stars, with Twitter or Facebook, unless they take over our hearts and replace God and get out of balance. Or maybe we're a driven type A personality, working, working, needing to achieve more, wanting money, money, money to buy more things. Look at what Jesus said about this in Luke 12, 15 through 20. Then he said, Beware, don't be greedy for what you don't have. Real life is not measured by how much we own. And he gave an illustration. A rich man had a fertile farm that produced fine crops. In fact, his barns were full to overflowing. So he said, I know. I'll tear down my barns and build bigger ones. Then I'll have room enough to store everything. And I'll sit back and say to myself, My friend, you have enough stored away for years to come. Now take it easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool, you will die this very night. Then who will get it all? Yes, a person is a fool to store up earthly wealth, but not have a rich relationship with God. Then turning to his disciples, Jesus said, So I tell you, don't worry about everyday life, whether you have enough food to eat or clothes to wear, for life consists of far more than food and clothing. Look at the ravens. They don't need to plant or harvest or put food in barns because God feeds them, and you are far more valuable to him than any birds. Again, I want to emphasize to you, there is nothing inherently wrong with making money and achieving success. God wants to prosper and bless his people who love and obey him. Abraham, King David, King Solomon, many other people in the Bible were financially abundantly blessed. Money is not a sin. Poverty does not honor God. It's our heart that matters. But see how this man in this story was not satisfied with what he had. He wanted more, more, more. It was never enough. And the Apostle Paul said that godliness with contentment is great gain. That's found in 1 Timothy 6.6. And let's read that real quick. Now godliness with contentment is great gain. For we brought nothing into this world, and it is certain we can carry nothing out. And having food and clothing, with these we shall be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into temptation and a snare, and into many foolish and harmful lusts which drown men in destruction and perdition. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil, for which some have strayed from the faith and their greediness, pierce themselves through in many sorrows. But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. 
lay hold on eternal life to which you are also called and have confessed a good confession in the presence of many witnesses so what Paul is saying is that the love of money the pursuit of riches can be a snare in our lives a trap the only true thing that will ever satisfy us is God his love and his perfect presence we're so often in pursuit of other things that get us distracted we get in a hurry we miss precious moments that we need to spend with our spouse our kids our friends our neighbors and then before you know it your flight leaves in five minutes it's time to go home it's time to meet God and have we ever really lived have we done what God has called us to do and to be have we loved our families or have we shut ourselves away alone not wanting to be bothered by anybody doing our own thing being preoccupied with population me as Matthew West sings in a song my own little world this song has made such a huge impact on me this year Matthew felt like he needed to just go away for a little while to a cabin and read some letters of his fans just some personal stories while he was in the cabin and he read these heartbreaking stories God just grabbed a hold of his heart and he began to change and realize this life was not about him and he wrote the songs this song and the lyrics are so powerful I just want to share it with you today he writes, In my own little world, it hardly ever rains. I've never gone hungry, always felt safe. I got some money in my pocket, shoes on my feet, and my own little world, population me. I try to stay awake through Sunday morning church. I throw a 20 in the plate, but I never give till it hurts. And I turn off the news when I don't like what I see. It's easy to do when it's population me. What if there's a bigger picture? What if I'm missing out? What if there's a greater purpose I could be living right now outside my own little world? Stopped at the red light, looked out my window. I saw a cardboard sign said, Help this homeless widow. Just above that sign was the face of a human. I thought to myself, God, what have I been doing? So I rolled down the window and I looked her in the eye. Oh, how many times have I just passed her by? I gave her some money and then I drove on through. In my own little world, there's population too. What if there's a bigger picture? What if I'm missing out? What if there's a greater purpose I could be living right now outside my own little world? Father, break my heart for what breaks yours. Give me open hands and open doors. Put your light in my eyes and let me see that my own little world is not about me. I don't want to miss what matters. I want to be reaching out. Show me the greater purpose so I can start living right now outside my own little world. And I just think that is such a great song. While we're living our lives, we need to realize it is not about me, me, me. It's about God's glory. It's about reaching outside ourselves to help other people. Just like our friend Mike Fools, who died this past week, might love people like God did and he helped other people. He had a heart of gold. He especially loved his wife Wanda. They were best of friends. He loved his kids and he loved other kids. Mike was a black belt Taekwondo instructor and he taught me and our three daughters each week. 
Gray also was a black belt in various martial arts and he was one of Mike's instructors. And during the class, Mike was so patient with me, the other adults, and the kids during the kids' class. He just was such a patient person. He answered our questions, he showed us how to do the techniques, and he was always encouraging. He also loved helping people however he could financially with words of encouragement, through teaching, and especially with making people laugh. He had his own YouTube channel called Debt Kicker or Kicker Fools that was hilarious. We need to ask God, just as Matthew West sings, to break our hearts with the things that break his heart, to live on this earth every day like today was our last day, because it very well could be, to give to others, to live a bigger purpose in going to work, paying the bills, eating supper, and then going to sleep to do what really matters, to love God and others deeply, to make an eternal mark here on earth in this timeline of history. I can think of nothing worse than getting to heaven and God telling me I never did what he created me for and called me to do. We want to fulfill our calling and our great destiny in Christ. Your flight leaves in five minutes. What will you do with the time that you have left? Are you ready to go? Have you done what God made you for? Are you using your spiritual gifts? Are you obeying God? Are you loving others? Or is it only population me? I don't mean to sound harsh. I'm preaching to the choir here. I can be so self-absorbed sometimes. And God has dealt with me this year on needing to pray for people more and love others more. You know, we don't have to pray long prayers every day. God never goes on vacation. He doesn't have call waiting. And I talk about this in my book, Walking with God, here for sale at my website. But we do need to be a people of prayer, people who will intercede for others, for our nation, for what's going on in the world. God hears our voice and responds to our prayers. We need to pray that God's light would penetrate the darkness of this world to share the good news of Jesus with others while it's still the day. Your flight leaves in five minutes. Now maybe we're pretty healthy and we think, I've got years left. It's going to be a long time before I die. But as God told the man who is going to build a bigger barn, maybe tonight our life is required of us by God. Maybe tonight we have to meet God. Are you ready? Are you doing today what God wants you to do? Are you living your life in such a way as to not have regrets later on? When we look back years from now, what are we going to see? What will our children see or remember? Let's focus today on making sweet memories. The holidays are almost here and we want them to be sweet, precious times with our kids, our grandkids, our loved ones. At the Ultimate Homeschool Expo this month, the theme was a Christ-centered holiday. We're bombarded with the commercialism at the holidays, the pressure to buy stuff, but we need to return to the simple message of the holidays. Christ was born. Christ died for us. Christ is risen and will come again. Christmas is about Christ. What he did for us at the cross 2,000 years ago to forgive us, to save us. It's not about the stuff. Now, the stuff is nice. I like stuff, too. But our focus needs to be on our Savior's birth and our great God. When I think about our daughter, Leah, and how fast she's grown up, it seems like yesterday she was just a little baby in that pink gown at the hospital. I love that little baby girl. She changed my life. And now she's 16. 
It happened in a blink. It went so, so fast. And sometimes I just want to scream, Okay, God, just stop the time. I want life to pause a minute, not fly by so fast. Sometimes I get this almost panicky feeling that life is just whizzing by and I can't stop it and it's going to be over before I know it. I'm reminded of how fast life is going by when I look in the mirror and I see a wrinkle or I notice the weight I'm gaining in the middle the last couple of years. Life is like a vapor. It goes so quick. I found some great quotes on life on the quote garden and I wanted to share them with you. Annie Dillard of The Writing Life says, How we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. So, how are you spending your days? Are you wasting your days? Are you living them for God? Are you doing and being everything God has called you to do and to be? Another uh, good quote by an author unknown it says don't ever save anything for a special occasion being alive is a special occasion and that is so true get out the fine china use the crystal glasses don't wait for the holidays to do it have beautiful flowers on your table read good books eat the ice cream Joyce Meyer has a book she wrote this past year called eat the cookie and buy the shoes and that's so true. The point of the book is not to eat all the cookies in the world and gain a whole bunch of weight, but to enjoy our life, to laugh more, to make every day a special occasion with those you love. Another good quote by Ruthann Shebaker is, Each day comes bearing its own gifts. Untie the ribbons. Have you untied the ribbon of your life? Or is it sitting on a shelf unused? Are all the good things that God has intended for you just sitting on a shelf? Are your gifts sitting on a shelf? It's a gift God has given you that he wants you to use for his glory. Another quote by Wayne Dyer is, Go for it now. The future is promised to no one. Yes, go for it. Go for it all. Take the risks. Jump in because the water feels so good. Pursue what you love. Fulfill your purpose and love others. Go for your big dreams and your goals. Don't wait to live. Don't put living on hold until tomorrow. Until you have more time, more money, more education, more know-how, the right outfit, the right website, the right technology, the right whatever. Go for it. God wants you to go for it. God wants you to really live not wait to live your flight leaves in five minutes run don't walk but run this is called a race not a stroll put on your race shoes your running shoes and go for the gold do and be everything that God created you to be don't get hung up in offenses strife unforgiveness doubt despair depression anger bitterness worry or hesitation spend your days well surround yourself with family and friends know who you are in Christ your identity as a son or daughter of the king use those gifts those rich gifts God has deposited inside of you don't wait until sickness or some kind of tragedy strikes before you realize the value of life of your life and those you love look in the mirror and love yourself look at those around you and love them Look past yours and their faults, the flaws, the idiosyncrasies. Be a loving, giving, forgiving, grace-filled vessel, an extension of God's love and mercy on earth, His hands and feet, 
his arms to hurting people, his words of encouragement, his refreshing springs of water. Your life leave, your flight leaves in five minutes. Are you ready? Have you lived well? Have you loved well? Have you fulfilled? Are you fulfilling your purpose in Christ? Start right now. Don't look back because the past is a past. This is a new day, a new hour, and a new season. Start fresh. You can begin to change right now. God's mercies are new every morning. Keep your eyes on Jesus like Peter did when he got out of the boat, out of his comfort zone. Don't look around at the waves and the distractions, the worries, the fears, the economy, the marriage problems, the kid who won't obey, the bills that are bigger than your income. Keep your eyes on Jesus the Lord and walk toward him. Have water walking faith. Conquer in his name. Remember the old song, Hail, Hail, Lion of Judah? Well, when I first met Ray, he had a home group, a Bible study in his house. And he would have people over for a potluck. Everybody would worship God and Ray would teach the Bible. Then people would get prayed for. One of the songs that Ray sang so well was that song, Hail, Hail, Line of Judah. He really got into it and everybody else did clapping and singing and laughing. The room was filled with God, with joy at God's presence. We are to hail the line of Judah Jesus. We are to worship him. Let's keep our eyes focused on him, especially this holiday season coming up and into the new year, 2011. As you think about your plans for the coming year, your flight itinerary, if you will, be sure to pack light. Don't pack worries, distractions, anger, strife, unforgiveness, anxiety, depression, doubt, discouragement. Jesus' yoke is light and easy. Remember to always be ready for your flight to be instant in season, always ready to meet Jesus, to go home to him. Remember the brevity of life, like our daughter Leah growing up so fast, beautiful sweet Leah, and also our friend Mike passing away. I think it's so interesting that these two events happen the same week, from birth to death, life is a vapor, a morning fog that disappears quickly, as the book of Ecclesiastes says, your flight leaves in five minutes. Are you ready? I want to thank you for joining me here today at bestjones.net and be sure to sign up for my mailing list at the top of the page on the right hand side. You'll receive my free special report and be sure to be on that list for free articles, tips, audios, ebooks, and exciting things that are coming up in 2011. Be sure to also tell your friends about Tablet of My Heart so they can be encouraged too. Check out my products to encourage you in your walk with God at the top of the page under My Products. I'm working on some more ebooks for the 2011 year, also some webinars and teleseminars, so be sure to get on that mailing list so you'll be first to hear. I'd love to get feedback from you on this podcast or any blogs, any comments or prayer requests, and you can email me at elizabethdjones at gmail.com. Thank you for stopping by today at betjones.net, and the Lord bless you.